Better late than never, but never late is better. I already know what y'all gonna say. I already know how y'all feel. Life gets in the way, life happens sometimes. But that's neither here nor there. My name is Jordan McLean, and I am here to let y'all know that the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. So I'm not even going to get into the why. Some of y'all already know. Some of you don't know. I don't know if you care or not. So I'm not even going to bring it up as to why the podcast is late. But what I can tell you is that this week we are discussing New South the saga continues if you want to watch this awesome awesome show absolutely awesome show from top to bottom this show is available on iwtv video on demand that's new south the saga continues obviously from 2020 before we get off into this awesome show uh let's get some housekeeping done Okay, first of all, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the Jordan Terrell. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Jordan Terrell. Second of all, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's on all major streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and just about anything else that you can possibly think of. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into it. First up, we got tag team action. Steven Michaels and Adam Priest taking on Talladega Knights. Talladega Knights pulls out the W in this one. Uh, this was a really great way to start the show. It was a really fun match. Talladega Knights featuring uh, Tyler Franks and Hunter Drake, who I talked about in the first episode. They are so fun. They are such a fun tag team to watch. They're very, um, their styles are kind of different with Tyler Franks being the more powerhouse of the team and uh, Hunter Drake being the high flyer of the team. Uh, but Hunter was taken out really early in this match by a Death Valley driver, and that was a clean Death Valley driver onto the entrance ramp from Steven Michaels. Um, one of the notes that I have for this match is Adam Priest, who I believe has uh, recently made his debut on AEW Dark, Adam Priest has a really uh, a, a, a real Chris Ben Chris Benoit presence about him. Um, I know that's a name a lot of us don't necessarily speak in wrestling anymore, but for those who have not seen him, if I'm going to compare somebody, uh, if I'm going to compare him to somebody, rather, it would definitely be Chris Benoit. He's a smaller competitor, but he's extremely intense and he has the ability to catch you off guard that you, you know that that's the great part about Adam Priest this match also uh, had some great storytelling you know a little bit of dissension between uh, Priest and Michaels who are a part of a, a team with Derek Neal who will show up later in the show but uh, overall this was a great match. It was a great opening match. I think that it done what it needed to do. It set the pace and it set the bar for the entire show. New South does a great job of booking their shows in a very steady pace. Um, and I think this match done a great job opening the show. Next, we have Travis Huckabee versus Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams gets the win via submission. One of my notes is that uh, 
commentary done a great job of putting the technicality of this match over. If you know you're wrestling, and I know a lot of y'all do, you went into this match knowing what it was going to be. You knew you weren't going to get any crazy high-flying spots. You knew that you were not going to get any, you know, uh, in any huge power moves. This is going to be a straight-up technical match. This match is uh, going to be holds and submissions and things like that. So commentary did a great job of putting that over. Um, one thing that I love about this match is there was a sense of respect from the very beginning. You saw that Travis Huckabee and Brandon Williams really respected each other, but there was still a heavy sense of competition in this match um, from the onset. And that was great. It was great to watch a match and you kind of just felt that intense respect, but that intense competition. Brandon Williams came in, not necessarily as the underdog, but came in knowing that he had something to prove against Travis Huckabee. And I think that they told a great story. The sudden ending of this match was very effective. I'm usually not a fan of surprise endings, but I also know that that's a big part of wrestling is that thrill, that surprise. Um, and this done a great job of doing it. You know, I, I felt like Travis and Brandon could have kept going, but Brandon's tenacity and his sudden win via submission. That's another thing outside of submission matches. You don't see a whole lot of people winning via submission anymore. So again, I think that that was a very soft touch on new South's side to really set this match apart from the whole show and ultimately set themselves apart from any other promotion. So the real story of this match came post came after the submission. Um, we got a glimpse of WWE. We want employment came out to, uh, to, to sort of give the beat down to Brandon and uh, Travis after this match. This stable, I'll call them, uh, featured a couple of people that I recognize, J.D. Rush and um, um, Averson, to be specific. The other two I were not really familiar with. Um, I'm sure I'll get to know them, of course. But, uh, yeah, they came out, you know, and they, they've been talking on the social media to J.D. Rush in particular, you know, just just been talking about their standing within New South. So it, it, again, it was great to see. It was great to see something different. It, it was great to see these guys who, at least two of them I know, can go um, getting getting such an important spot on the show. You know that that was great to see. Another thing that I have in my notes for this match. I have Cody written down. Um, that's because Cody, I believe his name is Cody Coons. He's the ring announcer. He and uh, and Dump Sanders came in for the save after WWE started doing their thing. And I, listen, I popped real hard for Cody getting involved. That was, <laughs> I was in here watching the show and 
I, I don't know why that made me pop star. Maybe it's because I haven't seen Cody get involved, you know, in any of the New South shows that I've been to. He's He's been the ring announcer, so I haven't actually seen him get involved. Cody, if I'm not mistaken, put on a, a, a nice little sharpshooter there at the end. So, big shout-out to Cody and big shout-out to New South again. Doing something different. Taking a little chance, you know what I mean? You, you don't see it as much. You don't see promotions taking chances they usually just like to play it safe um these days so big shout out to new south for that hey guys i'm really thankful that you guys are checking out the show real quick i wanted to remind you that it's really easy to follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now anchor spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, stitcher or wherever else you might be hearing this podcast Go ahead and click the subscribe button that's on it, okay? That way you know when a new episode drops of the podcast. And you can follow me on my social media. I'm on Instagram at the Jordan Terrell, and I'm on Twitter at Mr. Jordan Terrell. Let's keep the conversations going, you know what I mean? Now, let's get back to the show. Next up, we've got Jaden Newman taking on Boomer Hatfield, uh, debuting Boomer Hatfield. Jaden Newman gets the W in this match. This was a very solid match with some very solid back and forth action. Uh, There wasn't anything too crazy, but it done what it was supposed to do. It was a good wrestling match. You know what I mean? Um, Boomer Hatfield. This is my first time seeing him. Like I said, he debuted on New South. I believe he may have been a part of that crew. There was a crew that came down from Philly to be specifically a part of this show. Again, Shout out to New South. They do that very well of uh, getting eyes on guys who you may not know otherwise, especially us down here. We may not know who some of these guys are, but, you know, and shout out to those guys from for coming down here. You know what I mean? And wanting to make that 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 appearance and getting their names out. It's a good sign that uh, they take what they do very seriously and they want to be the best. So, big shout-out to all parties involved. Boomer Hatfield has a nice mixture of old and new school. For some reason, watching him, I got, by by old school, I mean, I mean, sort of along the lines of, I'll say like a Bob Backlund. Um... Not old school as in he's he's generic or boring because he was not by any means. Um, I mean old school as in he he had a very basic fundamental wrestler vibe to him. You know, a lot of the old school matches that we do talk about with Bob Backlund and a lot of other um, OGs in the game, you know, there there wasn't a lot of chaos with them. They were very basic. They did basic things and it was understood that this was... A wrestling match, but he he also had that new school cruiserweight flair to him, and I think he had a very nice mixture to him. I I want to see more of Boomer Hatfield, and uh, the New South crowd does as well because when the match was all said and done, he got please come back chance. So that you know that's that's a great sign when a when when a crowd, especially a crowd in the South. Chance, please come back. You're doing something right. You know what I mean? So, Boomer Hatfield definitely doing something right. Jaden Newman is very good. 
Jaden Newman is very great. And I think Jaden Newman is ready for that next step. I think if given the opportunity to showcase himself on an even bigger, larger scale than uh, the Southeast, I believe Jaden Newman can really shine and he can really get himself over. Jaden knows what he's doing. You can look at Jaden and tell that he knows what he is doing. And um, like I said, he's in that position, I think, where he has it all. You know what I mean? And he's putting it together now. So, given the opportunity, whatever he wants to do, I don't, I haven't spoken with him, so I don't know what his ultimate goal is. But if his ultimate goal is to be on one of the mainstream platforms, WWE, AEW, Impact, whatever, Jaden has it. I can see him doing it. And I think he's ready to do it. You know what I mean? Um... So, big shout out to him, whatever his plan is. I think he's ready. Now, we're going to move on to the next match. I am Sam with the Entourage versus Maximilian Zero. I believe Maximilian Zero is another one of those guys who uh, came from Philly making his debut in uh, New South. I am Sam with the win here. I only have two notes for this match. One of them... Is about Maximilian Zero's strength. He was like deadlifting, I am Sam. And the thing, if you've ever seen me, you know I'm not necessarily uh, in the gym all the time, so to speak. But one thing that I do know is that deadlifting almost anything is a, it's not an easy feat. So to deadlift a whole nother person, certainly not an easy thing to do. But Maximilian did it a few times in this match um, where his, his strength was just on display. I want to say this is the match where in the very beginning, Maximilian just kind of threw I Am Sam. Um, so he, he and he's a, he Maximilian is another person that I would like to see more of. But I think this story was mostly to tell the story of. I am Sam versus Chris McInnes. I really think that that's what this match was was set up to do was to further that story, and it done a good job. You know what I mean? I with with the way that this match ended, I won't spoil it for you guys, but it was a very good ending. Um, with the way that this match ended, you know, it, it set up. I I think it done a perfect job of setting up Sam versus Chris in in the future. You know what I mean? Wherever the end game is with this story, I think that it done a great job of telling that story. Now we're going to move on to New South Tag Team Championship action. We got the champions Two Fly Tie and Dylan taking on Petty in Pink, Kenzie Page, and Dylan McQueen. Y'all know I, I told y'all I want to see more Kenzie. Here we are. No, I see more Kenzie. <laughs> um, I think that this match, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I think that this match might have been the match of the show for a few reasons. The crowd was extremely hot for this match. They came into the match hot and got hotter. Um, I think that 
the dynamic and the storytelling of Two Fly Tie and Dylan plays a part in that. I think that Kenzie and Dylan are near perfect heels. They're really good, Kenzie and Dylan. They're good together. I've I've watched some of their promos. I've seen a couple of shows with them together as Petty and Pink. They're really good. Big shout out to Dr. Tom Pritchard and Glenn Jacobs, who we know as Kane up there at JPWA. These two are good. And if the majority of students up under them are like that, I mean, of course, we know what Dr. Pritchard, Dr. Tom Pritchard and Glenn Jacobs, for that matter, we know what they're capable of. So, but, um, you know, if, if they're training students like that, we should definitely pay more attention to all of the students coming out of JPWA. Um, can, so can we talk about Dylan's weight loss? First of all, he knows that I love him. If you're listening to this dude, you know I love you. Um, and I knew that he was on like this this journey in his weight loss and, and trying just trying to get more in shape. And again, I would like to point out, you know, I, I like to see wrestlers doing that. I like to see like the gym selfies and stuff because that tells me that you care enough about what you're doing that you're going to work on it. Even when you're not in the ring, you know, a lot of guys just wrestle in the ring and then call it a day. You know, a lot of them don't really hit the gym. They don't really do whatever, whatever. So, you know, to see, to actually see Dylan's weight loss, because I haven't seen him since March, I believe. Whenever the Haas tournament was, that was the last time I seen him in person, seen him at a show or anything. So to see it for myself, I popped. I really did. Uh, good on you, D. I'm really proud of you for that. Um, another note that I have is the viciousness of Petty and Ping. More specifically, Kenzie. They were extra vicious in this match. In fact, Dylan and Kenzie had a back and forth that I think was phenomenal. And that was when this match and this show, I think, got taken up a notch with that moment between Kenzie and Dylan. At the end of this match, Petty and Pink actually won, making them the new New South Tag Team Champions. Um, even more importantly, Kenzie Page is now the first woman to hold a championship in New South. And Dylan... McQueen is the first LGBT wrestler to hold a championship in New South. We're making history out here, man. And I absolutely love to see it. Um, again, more of the story came post-match with Two Fly Ties beat down on Dylan. We would hear throughout the show that Dylan is going to be out indefinitely. You know, he he's going to be out for a time due to... Two Fly Ties Beatdown. Very good beatdown segment. Again, you guys should watch this show. This was a very, very good beatdown segment. It was done well. And commentary, again, sold it very, very beautifully. I love this match. This is my match of the show. Now we're in the home stretch of this fantastic show. We come back to the Mongrel taking on Devontae as the Mongrel picks up the win. 
Um, of my notes, one of the notes that I have is Dump was right. This match gives a big and ugly vibe. I absolutely agree with that sentiment. From the onset, from the moment these two came on your screen, you had this vibe, you had this feeling that this was not going to be a very pretty match. And it was not. Another one of my notes is the mongrel has come back so much stronger. Um, I believe Tevin and I were in attendance when the mongrel got injured. And it was a pretty nasty injury. And I know this is not his return. He, he's been back for a couple of shows now. But just thinking about when he got injured, how serious that injury was, and to see him back in action the way that he is, it, it's a great thing to see. I'm glad that uh, he did not give up. I'm glad that he did not retire or, or you know, just decide that he was going to stop wrestling altogether, not necessarily retire, but just, you know, decide that he was going to take time. I'm glad that he recovered. I'm glad that he recovered well and came back even stronger because this man, let me tell you something, the mongrel and Devontae's are two men that I would not want to run into in a dark alley. That's that's the easiest way to put it. I, I would not want to run into either one of them because Devontae looks like a legitimate ass kicker too. And so so these two budding heads, it felt like just two monsters. You know what I mean? When it, it felt like almost like Freddy versus Jason. Don't come for me for that reference. But <laughs> these two coming at each other, the Mongrel and Devontae's coming at each other, it felt like big fight. You know what I mean? It felt like it was important. It felt almost like the Mongrel had something to prove. Obviously, Devontae's, with it being his debut, had something to prove. So when you get two ass kickers, when you get two monsters in a predicament where they both have something to prove, you're going to get something fantastic. You're going to get something wild. And that's exactly what we got out of these two. We got something fantastic. I really enjoyed this match. Like I said, the mongrel picks up the win. Nice strong win as well. Um, so big shout out to both of these men. Now, we're moving into the co-main events of this match. And I absolutely see why these were billed as co-main events. Both matches were big matches. We, we have a very good professional wrestler taking on Cabana Man Dan. Now, some of you might be listening and said, Jordan, you didn't tell us who the other person was. Yes, I did. His name is a very good professional wrestler. I know, right? That's what I said. I I love it. <laughs> uh, and, and going up against Cabana Man Dan, I loved it even more. I love Dan. I really do. I love Cabana Man Dan. He's been wrestling for a long time. And it feels like um, 2019 and 2020, even with all the craziness that 2020 bought, it still really feels like a, a, a breakout year for Dan. 
And that's a testimony in itself. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to get too religious on this podcast, but I'm, I just want to say that that is a testimony. It's a testimony that you may not get it in five years. You know, Dan's been wrestling for a long time. And he's just now, I feel, having his breakout year, having his banner year. So if you're out there and you're listening and, and you're feeling a little bit discouraged, I would say follow Cabana Man Dan. Watch his journey. Because this is a journey of not redemption, but it's it's a journey of and a testimony of what happens when you really love what you do. And when you put in some focus, Dan came into this match. This was his first match back after being off for some time due to uh, health reasons, I'll say. It's his business uh, to tell. But he looks fantastic. Dan looks great. He really, really does. Um, One of the notes that I have in this match is this was a fantastic professional wrestling match. You looked at it, and it I, it was almost like uh, Travis Huckabee and Brandon Williams, in the sense that it was very it it was just very solid wrestling. You know what I mean? There wasn't too many crazy spots or anything of the nature. It was very well paced. This match um, and some great, fantastic storytelling during this match as well. I would also compare this match to almost like Japanese-style wrestling. That might sound crazy for some people to hear me say because I'm not a big fan of Japan. Um, But I have seen Japanese wrestling. And it felt like that with... And I say I make the comparison based on the crowd. Because it felt like the crowd was so into it and watching it so closely, watching the technicality of it and watching the competition of it that there wasn't really any noise until there was a small lull in the match and then the crowd would just give them an ovation and that's exactly what this what this match deserved um there was a spot where a very good professional wrestler (laughs) that that's fun for me to say um there was a spot where he did a gory special on Cabana Mandan into the turnbuckle. That was clean, yo. I love seeing that. That it, that was a very, very clean move. Um, but ultimately, as I said, Cabana Mandan gets the win. This was a very, a very good match from a very prof- good, for, a very good match from a very good professional wrestler. And Cabana Man Dan. Um, I believe on commentary they said this was... At the end, they said that this was a very good professional wrestler against a very great professional wrestler. I would absolutely agree with that sentiment. This I, I see why this match was co-main event. I absolutely see why. It was great storytelling, great technicality, fantastic pacing... In this match, it didn't feel rushed, but it also didn't feel slow at all. Everybody came out looking fantastic in this match. I I loved it. This could have easily been match of the night. That's how fantastic this match really was. Finally, we come to our main event. 
Derek Neal versus Kung Fu Janela for the New South Heavyweight Championship in a strap match. Kung Fu Janela comes into this match as the champion, but Derek Neal gets the win in this match. So he is your new New South Heavyweight Champion, two-time New South Heavyweight Champion. Um, <laughs> one of my notes is this is a big fight feel for that big-ass belt. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, seriously, catch up on New South. At least go find the New South belt. I'm sure it's on Google. That fucking belt is big as hell. But, you know, this was a big fight feel, you know. And this was one of those moments. This was one of those matches where it almost felt like the champion came in as the underdog. And I think that that was a great sell on commentary because a strap match is more Derek Neal's forte. It's 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 more his thing, you know. So I think that it was put over very well that while uh, Janela came into this match as the champion, he was the one at the disadvantage because it's not something, it wasn't his style of match. It, or this style of match was rather more geared toward Derek Neal. Great storytelling throughout. This match had probably the best storytelling of the night, I would think. Um, you could argue that the other main event was the best with storytelling. I wouldn't argue with you on that, you know. Um, but this match had some great storytelling as far as the vibes of the match, Derek Neal's presence and, and what this meant for him. Derek Neal has had a banner year. Uh, Janela's had a banner year. I believe this was the year that he debuted on AEW Dark. So big shout out to him. They both they, they both have had banner years here in 2020. Um, I love the creative offense from Janela, you know, because he came in again, as I said, even though he was the champion, he came in as the underdog and he had to work to beat Derek Neal. This was Janela's match to lose for all intents and purposes. And I mean, he ended up losing. But during the match, you could feel you could feel the stress, you could feel the tension of him knowing that he had to win this match, him knowing that this was going to be an uphill climb for him. Him knowing that he had to do, he had to kind of go in his bag on this one. You know, there was a moment where he uh, took the pen from commentary and stabbed Derek Neal. There was a moment where he used the ring post and the fact that they were strapped in uh, as offense. That's what I mean by great storytelling. You know what I mean? This They could have easily just stayed in the ring and made it easy and made it simple, but they didn't. They told a great story outside of the ring. Um, of course, Derek Neal, b- being the heel in this match, had to do a little foolery, had to do a little trickery. You know, um, they they sold on commentary that the only way one could be disqualified in this match is if they intentionally took the strap off. Of course, we got very solid ref bump and Derek Neal taking the strap off, doing what needed to be done. Um, we also seen Adam Priest and... Um, Stephen Michaels 
come in with, with a little bit of an interference. Again, no DQ, though. There was nothing that could be done about it. But ultimately, Derek Neal, as I said, wins. Derek Neal becomes your two-time New South Heavyweight Championship. This was a fantastic match. It was a fantastic way to close the show. Um, overall, New South always delivers. New South always delivers any show that they put on that I have seen, whether I've seen it live or, you know, watched the videos from it or whatever the case is. New South always delivers. I think that an argument could be made that New South is the best promotion in the Southeast. I mean, their moniker is best in the South. And... I don't see too many people who could put up a fight with that. I don't see too many people who could argue with that, especially when you have shows like this one, like the saga continues where there's so much happening. There's so many stories to tell. And it's good from top to bottom. I mean, from top to bottom, this show is damn good. You know what I mean? If I'm going to rate it out of one out of 10, with 10 being perfect and one being absolute drizzling shit. This show probably was a nine and a half for me. It, it was it was one of the better New South shows that I've seen. And I've, I've been to a couple now. So big shout out to the team over at New South for putting this show together and making every match feel important. That's hard to do. You know, so big shout out to the boys and girls over at New South for doing that. So there we go, you guys. That is my review for New South. The saga continues, as I said at the top of the show. If you want to watch this show and you should want to watch this show, it's available right now on IWTV. Go watch it. Go make sure you're into what's happening in New South. Because like I said, I think that New South, there could be an argument that New South is literally the best in the South. I don't see anybody rivaling them at this point. So, hey, if if somebody wants to take the moniker, you got to step up and do better than New South. But right now, I don't think anybody's doing better than New South. Thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Um, Let me know what you think about this format. What I'm thinking is for the longer shows, you know, the the two hour, two hour, two and a half hour shows, um, just giving them their own standalone episodes. That's what I'm thinking about doing. So let me know how you guys felt about this. Um, And if you want to talk to me about anything else regarding professional wrestling, you can follow me on my social media. I'm at the Jordan Terrell on Instagram at Mr. Jordan Terrell on the Twitter. Make sure you're following and subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening. Wherever you're listening to this right now, there should be a subscribe button somewhere next to it. Hit the subscribe button. That way, whenever I drop a new episode, you do not miss it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. My name is Jordan McClain. I love y'all. Be blessed. Stay healthy. All that good stuff.